0: It's rock and roll! And... Cue music!
1: we are. Oh, you're being really soft for A-Side's episode 100! 100! (laughs) That's pretty crazy. Welcome to Masterpiece Theater with Brent and (laughs) Angie.
2: Well, yeah, here we are 100 episodes ago. Dude, that's crazy. We just had this crazy idea and here we are millions of dollars later. Fuck yeah. 99 episodes later and uh, you know, we're pretty much just rolling in the dough doing this, so oh, yeah, thanks to everybody that's listening and, <laughs> pay- and paying for our mansions and our Lamborghinis <laughs> and stuff, you know it's fucking awesome now, all bullshit aside being a smart ass and everything, but
1: yeah, man, we're going spotify exclusive but I know? think yeah breaking news
2: Spotify yeah. <laughs> offered offered us a uh contract of like what five dollars and sixty five cents or something
1: like that. They offered us a contract to not do it. They're like, we'll pay you to not have (laughs) A-sides.
2: It's still more than I've ever made. It's still bigger than any of Mm -hmm. my royalty checks from uh, songwriting and whatnot. (laughs) But what we used to do was talk about what we were drinking. Did we just get, like, uninspired and stop drinking stuff that actually pertained to the episode Maybe. Or did we just forget to talk about it? Because I feel like with this stuff, we have to talk about it because it— definitely is specific well sometimes it's hard to match the
1: topic though but it's true this was kind of your idea well at least for the beer because it's motorhead road crew well what's funny
2: about it i've never seen it around here before and i've looked for it and i had it a few years back we were up in grand rapids and the first place we stopped to eat up there when we got checked into our hotel and stuff had it on draft had this motorhead road crew uh it's an american Pale Ale. And they had it on draft, and I was like, fuck, yeah, this is awesome. Like I've looked for it everywhere, never seen it down here. I actually was searching online to see if I could find the whiskey, and I didn't figure I'd find it around here, but I was just looking to see if there was anywhere you could order it. Yeah. Because I've looked here and there for that, kept my eye eye out open for it as well, and just never would come across it. And anyhow, when I was searching for it, like – That came up, like, in the little shopping thing on, like, the Google search. It said, you know, it showed that Fryer Tuck had that and said that it was in stock, you know, 10 miles or whatever, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no fucking shit. They actually have it? So that's why I was, like, texting you about it, and then you went and bought it. And Yeah. So, like I said, I think maybe they're already sold out, unless they just sold out of it and they have more coming. But I was looking again, and it didn't come up as being in stock. Because huh.
1: I was looking for the whiskey again, but I don't know. Maybe they only bought like a limited amount because they didn't know how it would sell, and then it did sell. It's like on back order or whatever you want to call it. But I'm excited. Thanks for picking that up. Yeah, no problem, dude.
2: Hadn't had it in a few years. Plus, now I have, you know, I can save a can. Exciting stuff. So I guess everybody's probably figured out by now what the episode's about, Yeah. <laughs> what the theme is. And I mean, Motorhead's one of my favorite bands, you know. And they're like the one that got away, so it's like a kind of bitter topic with yeah. me, too, because once I finally decided, like, ah, fuck, I better go see these guys live, like, something killed my fucking chances every time. <laughs> Mostly my children's birth, which, you know, I guess I had to be there for um, twice. But how the yeah. fuck do two kids in a row, how does that happen, right? <laughs> Little bastards. Which is, happens to be a name of a Motorhead album, so... <laughs>
1: Hey, maybe now, too bad technology isn't as advanced as it was. You could have just been like uh, Courtney or uh, Kate FaceTime me or something. Right. And you could just put the phone up and then you'll see the baby. So it'll be like you're being there. I was there, son. Dude, if
2: you know, Harry's pretty cool and I feel like he would have, he's eventually going to get into this band and he's going to tell me one day that I'm a fucking moron for not going. (laughs) Because that whole thing sucked. Because that time, like, when Dahlia was born, I didn't even buy tickets because she was, like, due right at the time. Yeah. Like, right when the fucking show was going to happen. And, I mean, not to the exact day or the exact hour or anything. Yeah. But I just mean, like... she And she ended up being born early. But then, like, we she was still in the hospital, I think, like, when they played that show. So I was like, well, fuck, I can't go to that, obviously. And it was kind of the furthest thing from my mind at the time, but considering... Well, then, like the show, the last show when they played the pageant—is it the pageant, the one in St. Louis? I think I was almost gonna say pops, but I think you're right. It was. Yeah, it wasn't pops. It was actually it was the in pageant, St. Louis. Yeah. yeah. So I had tickets for that, and Courtney went in. So it was like a month before her due date, but then she went into labor like two months early, and she didn't have him. But they stopped the labor and everything. But then she was—it was like high risk high alert like yeah so
1: but then at the same time the other the other detail though was wasn't it like uh, lenny's health was deteriorating so they had canceled dates so we weren't even sure if the show was even going to happen either yeah was
2: it you that was going to go with me yeah because i was going to go with you Oh, okay yeah i couldn't remember because i know i don't know there was a couple shows that something like that happened both of them, St. Louis shows, both the pageant, I think, because like I didn't go to the Ryan Adams show because my grandma died in the. Uh, yeah, and then I was your like that night. That. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. It's another one of those where basically, long story short, I should have just gone because she didn't go into labor, but it was the whole like, if something were to happen and I'm three hours away, I'm kind of a dick. Yeah. And so I didn't go and yeah. then nothing happened. And then he died a few months later, and I resented my wife wholeheartedly <laughs> for it. No,
0: I don't. But
2: <laughs> it's something we kind of joke about a little bit, but it is like the one, so far I would say, like out of the bands that I'm really, really into, like my top favorite bands yeah. that were at least like alive in the time to where I could yeah. have seen them live, they're like the one that got away. Like yeah. I've seen pretty much all of my
1: other huge influences and stuff, and... So Well, now you always have the option to be petty in argument or something. If you're losing argument or right. something, be like, well, hey, uh, you can play that card. Well, hey, I didn't go to Motorhead because that's how much I love you. Yeah. See, and then they'll be like, aw. There yeah. you go. That wouldn't All right, shit. I don't even remember what we were arguing about. She anymore. would
2: basically be like, fuck you, you son uh-huh. of a bitch. That was the birth of your son. you goddamn right. You <laughs> weren't going to miss <laughs> yeah, it. True. Don't fucking sit there and try to justify it to me. No, I don't know. It's not like we really argue about shit like that anyhow. But, you know, we have a perfect marriage, in case you didn't know. It's nothing but sunshine and rainbows up in this fucking place. So, (laughs) uh, yeah, I don't know what the point of that story was. But, yeah, no, other than, yeah, I missed Motorhead. I didn't see him live. It saddens me, but what are you going to do,
1: you know? I think I mentioned this before. I missed uh, seeing him another time, too, but I actually didn't. I didn't realize it at the time, because when I first started working at the radio station, like 2003, I was like 19, and, you know, I was just an intern still. I wasn't actually hired on yet, but I would help out with the prize closet, and if people didn't pick up their prize by a certain time, sometimes the secretary in the office would be like, here, like, you can have this giveaway thing. People didn't come get their prize or something, because you have 30 days to, or like a ticket would go the show was on a Saturday or Friday night and you didn't pick it up by five o'clock. It was up for grabs. So long story longer, there was like something where there was like, the ticket said Iron Maiden up in Tinley Park. And she was like, do you think you'd go? And I'm like, maybe, I don't know. But at the time I was really nervous about driving to Chicago. But I thought, well, maybe that might be cool. But I didn't end up going. And then I hung onto the tickets though with my little ticket stub collection. And years later, I was looking at the stubs and I was looking on the setlist website, and I was like, oh, I wonder who uh, played with Iron Maiden. Was it Motorhead? Uh, it was Motorhead yeah. and Dio. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I love fucking Dio. At the time, I didn't really listen to Iron Maiden that much, and I didn't really listen to Motorhead at all. Yeah. But I was like, fuck, dude, that would have been like the most metal lineup yeah. ever.
2: You know what's fucked up? I remember that show, and I didn't go because... Um I think there was maybe a reason I actually couldn't but I also remember thinking like well I'm not really that huge of an Iron Maiden fan. Like and I I say it all the time like I honestly yeah. really like the first two albums and then like I like Number of the Beast a yeah. lot and then most of the stuff after that there's stuff I like but like I don't really fucking love it. Not like Motorhead, you know. Yeah. Or even like I like Dio way better than I do iron maiden if i'm being honest but but i basically so a lot of the reason i didn't go was because i didn't really want to see i wanted to see motorhead headline yeah you didn't want just like a half hour yeah so um now i wish i just would have taken what yeah. i could got. and now actually i would like to see iron maiden not you know i mean i'm enough of a fan to where i would appreciate it and it'd be really cool yeah but i'm just not like a diehard so at the time i was like Eh, I mean, I guess I could take or leave that, you know, and Dio would be cool, but I'd almost rather see him headline too. And then Motorhead, I really would like to see headline. And, uh, you know, now I just fucking regret it. So, but uh, yeah. And that was one, but that was back early 2000s. Right. Yeah. So yeah,
1: it was Oh three.
2: I mean, at that point I thought, well, I got plenty of years to see, you know, motorhead Iron Maiden, if I really decided I wanted to one day and you'd even think like, I don't know. I guess I don't know how, how old Dio was when he died, but I think maybe he just was older than yeah. I
1: realized. And I want to say I thought there was that time to see him as well. <laughs> I want to say the recent Holy Diver, uh, uh, that they just put out this year, that reissue or like remaster. It's like a remix. But, I mean, yeah, remix, remaster, remaster yeah. whatever, a whole uh thing. Is It's not an anniversary, because I think the anniversary is not till next year, but they said it's like his 80th birthday or something. I was like, holy shit. So, yeah. So, he probably was
2: like close to 70 when he he passed. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Which there's a lot of guys still doing it in their 70s. So, I mean, even then, you just don't think they're going to ever die, I guess. But nobody ever thought Lemmy was going to die. That was always the joke that... You know, fucking nuclear war would break (laughs) out and it'd be Lemmy and the cockroaches still surviving, you know.
1: And Keith Richards.
2: Yeah. But then, yeah. It was weird, too, because, I mean, once he got sick, man, it was a pretty quick decline in his health. And just it went from like, I mean, you watch that documentary, that Lemmy documentary, and it's Mm -hmm. like, in the grand scheme of things, like, that wasn't that long before he passed when that was released. And you go back and watch it now and it's like, God, he looked totally different than he did fast forward a few years. Like when he got sick and he passed and everything, he was so like skinny and frail looking and sounded like shit. But then like you're watching that documentary, which just doesn't seem like it was, I don't, I'd have to Google it, I guess, and see how many years it was, but it wasn't that long. And he was like kind of heavy, like he, you know was still kind of like a big-looking dude and stuff, you know?
1: See, it almost sounds... Isn't it the same, not to keep going back to Dio, but you just made me think of that. When he passed away, he was still doing the Heaven and Hell stuff, and they recorded an album, and they were touring, and they were touring into, like, 2009, and then he got diagnosed with, like, a stomach cancer, and then, like, middle of 2010s when he passed away. So maybe he, he had it for a while... And then, like, wasn't diagnosed, but it seemed like a really quick thing. Like, once he got diagnosed, boom, you know? Yeah. It was like, so then, like, almost the same thing you're saying with Lenny. Like, his health declined just like,
2: Yeah, I mean, it's funny because some people, like, live with that shit for so long, and it takes so long to kill them, or sometimes it just doesn't even kill them, you know? Yeah, they go into and then remission. And some people, it's just like, bam.
0: Yeah. It
2: fucking seems like it just takes them out overnight, but... What a bum deal. Let's talk about something else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got all, all somber and shit. Well, when did you get into Motorhead? Like so ninety. well, it would have been when Airheads came out. Okay. Cuz I was, you know, pretty young then, right? Like I'm too young to sit here and pretend I got into them when Ace of Spades came out. Yeah. So um yeah, what was that 92 probably? 92 91 93. to 93 somewhere in there. And it was the uh, the video for "Born to Raise Hell" with Whitfield Crane and Ice T. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, that's weird." And I I remember watching it, and I really liked Ugly Kid Joe. Like they had just come out, and I was like, "I like that fucking band," you know. (laughs) And I always heard of Motorhead, but I really wasn't that familiar with them. I mean, I was a kid; I was only you know, eleven, twelve years old at this time. And uh, I really loved that fucking song. I thought it was fucking awesome. And I still do. And so I bought the uh, Airhead soundtrack. And then it was just one of those things where slowly but surely over time, I just kind of kept listening to more Motorhead. I knew that uh, Metallica, like, they were obviously really into them. And Motorhead was a huge influence on Metallica and everything. I don't need to go down that whole rabbit hole because we all kind of know the story. That's, you know, Lars and James have been very vocal about that and transparent but i think that that like influenced me to kind of getting when i was getting into metallica it got me to go back and kind of listen to their influences and you know you're hearing like the uh oh the garage days stuff you know yeah so because they covered didn't they cover they covered some fucking motorhead song on that didn't they
1: yeah, that's kind of the same as my introduction I can't really cuz it was Motor that. headache and there were four songs on, oh, on yeah. the garage
2: ink. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I think did they do like Damage Case
1: and Yeah, Overkill, maybe. Damage Case, uh Too Late, Too Late. Yeah. Think. And what Yeah, so
2: I mean, I think obviously like for younger guys like us like um Metallica probably played that role in a lot of people's lives, like younger guys that got into motorhead because, you know, they were like the gateway, like you get into motor or into Metallica. And then you start looking into who their inspirations were. Yeah. And then you find these other bands and stuff. And I mean, that's how I got into merciful fate and, you know, a lot of stuff. I mean, even the misfits, that's how I got into the misfits was because of some of their covers, you know? And So you start getting into that stuff and it's pretty cool, man. Cause I've, you know, with Motorhead I found that even though maybe the first time I started listening to Motorhead and checking their stuff out, I was like, Yeah, it's all right. It's no Metallica, but <laughs> now I'm like the opposite. I'm kinda like, Yeah, Metallica's, you know, they're no Motorhead, but I like Metallica. Like my I mean, I'm just a bigger Motorhead yeah. fan than I am a Metallica fan at this point. But I mean my argument to that would be the first three Metallica albums are killer. The rest of it's like okay. I don't hate on it, but with Motorhead I feel like they did have some duds throughout the years, but for the most part, I mean that's like a twenty. Was it like twenty six albums or something like that? Yeah, we were sitting
1: on your porch or something after we recorded the last one, and I was looking on what is it Wikipedia, and I'm like, holy shit, they had like twenty albums and like sixteen live albums and stuff. Yeah, crazy. Something like that. I don't know where the sixteen
2: live album c- come in. I mean, I know they have a lot of live albums. I think maybe there's
1: some. Well, I think because they've. They've released, like, three in the last year, those right. Lost tapes. Yeah. So I guess, I guess those kids. Yeah. yeah,
2: I mean, that stuff's cool, you know. I, I really liked the last one. Sounded a lot better than the one before it, but, um, you know, but, I mean, so, if I'm being honest, like, the only, I'm trying to think, I, I would say, top of my head, my least favorite Motorhead album is March or Die. Mm. I think that's. I think that would be in that one, and I think Bastards is pretty weak too. There's a lot of throwaway stuff on Bastards, but there's a lot of stuff I love, like both. You're <laughs> you're dropping your We're head always down so we don't way. agree, but
1: I just think they're the least like they're the, the least heavy. They're more like commercial rock. Well, albums, and there's almost both those albums
2: have those rare examples of Lemmy kind of taking a misstep. Like, maybe writing some stuff that he shouldn't have even fucked with writing. Yeah. You know, like that acoustic song that's on Bastards, I think. Like, mm-hmm. Daddy Don't Kiss Me
1: Goodnight or whatever that's... Yeah, like... I actually I had never listened to Bastards, the whole thing, until recently. And then that song stood out to me, and it said he, like, wrote it and wanted to give it to a lady singer, like Joan Jett or something like that. Or, right. like, Lita Ford, but they I didn't record it, so he just recorded it. yeah.
2: It's a weird song, man. It's not a very comfortable song to sing or to listen to. And I I mean, I know that I understand that sometimes those are just like the best songs too. I mean, Jason Isbell's Elephant's fucking super fucking heavy and it's not always the most comfortable song to sit through. But I mean, at the same time, it's a really great song. I don't think that that Daddy Don't Kiss Me... Is that what it's called? Daddy Don't Kiss Me? Yeah. Yeah. It's a little too fucking creepy. I mean, that topic is always a little... I mean, you deal with heavy subject matter in songs, but some of them, like that one in particular, is just not really something you want to sit around and listen to a song about. Like, it's just weird, you know? It just seemed like... And it's not even like it was really well written. Like, it's just not good. It's almost too i don't know (laughs) i just i don't want to sit here and focus on the negative or anything i love i love motorhead i love lemmy i think he's he was just like one of the coolest motherfuckers to ever exist in all of rock and roll but there were some missteps some songs he just shouldn't have written and i would say that's at the top of my list and another one now that i'm looking at the back of that cd you got sitting there I don't need the cat scratch fever cover. I mean, oh, I don't mind it. I don't mind it, but like, I just don't need it. Like, there wasn't, you know, there's a few of those where I felt like I didn't really need it. Like, I didn't really need. Was it the last album where he did the sympathy for the devil? See, I like that one too. I don't not like it, but I just don't need it. You know, I I, I guess that's one of those bands where there was times where they would do covers, and I would just kind of be bummed. Like, I just don't really, I just don't really want to cover on this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not if it's something that well-known, I guess. I don't know. I, just my opinion. But you know what they say about opinions. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I So, I mean, we did our typical pick and 10 songs, and I actually, speaking of covers, I had one that made my list, but then I kicked it down to being my honorable mention because it's technically a cover. Oh, okay. And so that's the uh, Please Don't Touch from the Valentine's... massacre ep with girl school oh okay and so it's technically it's johnny johnny kidd and the pirates originally did it which i don't know their version be completely Mm -hmm. honest i don't know who the fuck that is you know and it's one of those where i should have checked it out by now but i guess i just haven't (laughs) so (laughs) i just i love the motorhead and girl school version you know so um i should check out the Johnny kid and the pirate stuff. Right. But we'll see. I'm
1: a busy man. <laughs> man. I'll get around to it when I get around to it. But.
2: <laughs> so I don't know if you had any honorable mentions,
1: but I've got an honorable mention. Cause, uh, my intro to uh, motorhead was like, well, my introduction, I guess was like what we mentioned, the garage ink and the Metallica covers at the end. Uh, but then i never listened to him cuz obviously at the time that was like 98 99 there wasn't youtube there wasn't like file sharing there wasn't streaming stuff and i didn't have a whole lot of money to go out and sample like a band that i didn't we really didn't have know
2: this about didn't podcast yet so yeah. you
1: didn't start rolling in that podcast yeah it? definitely <laughs> uh, but like then there's uh, pro wrestling was like my main huge huge hobby at the time and one wrestler, Triple H, I guess he's into Motorhead. So they recorded a couple theme songs for him. Right. So, like, um, um, my honorable mention is uh, King of Kings. It was, like, the, like, third song that he did for pro wrestling. But it was, like, I like how it starts off and it's, like, on your knees. And then it's, like, out, out, turn and it, like, kicks in. And I was just telling my friend Nick earlier today, because I was telling him about Motorhead and recording this episode, and he's like, well, you have to have a WWF song in there, right? And I was yeah. like, well, maybe like it might be on my list like somewhere. Like I didn't want to totally give it away to him, but right. uh, I was saying that I like that one like, because it kind of stands alone as a song. If you would listen to it, you'd think it's a Motorhead song instead of just sometimes the wrestling songs. Right. It only takes them like 20 seconds to walk to the ring. So you just need like a guitar riff or like, you know, a couple of little cheesy lyrics or something. But this one actually kind of stands alone. seems to stand alone as a song. Yeah. So I don't know if you're familiar with that those, yeah.
2: I I didn't care for the stuff that they recorded for Triple H. Yeah,
1: because you're not a wrestling fan and maybe it's kind of like.
2: Yeah, I mean, I checked it. You know, I've checked it out and I, I know a long time ago. I remember checking that stuff out and not being really into it. Because there's, like, what? You said there's three songs?
1: Yeah, there was one, I went like, back. Triple H, The Game. That one. or Because that one existed. That one I really
2: don't like, anyhow, but.
1: Well, that one existed as a wrestling song, and then Motorhead just did their own version. Oh, then he wrote God. another one for, like like, the same wrestler, Triple H, had, like, a bad guy group. Mm-hmm. So he wrote a song for them. Then, uh. He, like, did this King of Kings, just, like, another Triple H song. But that was written as a song, I guess.
2: Yeah, I didn't really – I mean, I went back and revisited that stuff for the first time. I mean, since it probably first came out and I listened to it once and kind of didn't – I just kind of shrugged my shoulders, like, yeah, it's okay. I mean, even even anything Motorhead's done that's just, like, okay, I still dig it, like – you know, and that dude, honestly, making this top 10 list was fucking hard because there's so much, I'm just going to say this. I felt like after I made my list and decided on my 10,
1: you could have made another 10. Oh, of easily. Like, we yeah. could have
2: broke this down into like three eras of motorhead. You could have like the classic lineup. Okay. And then you could do like the, the, uh, like early to mid eighties through like the nineties yeah. stuff. Uh, with Wurzel on guitar, you know, and there were the four-piece. Yeah. Okay. And then you could have, like, the new era where they go back to the three-piece and everything. To me, there are, like, three different eras, kind of like we were doing with Prince and everything. But I thought... Or Kiss. I and... didn't really want to bring that idea to the table. You didn't want to water it down? Because or... I wanted... to uh, I just thought it'd be more fun to do Motorhead all in one go, especially since it's, like, the 100th Episode like it had yeah. to be so actually I changed it up, man. I picked a hundred songs now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm kidding, we'd be here all fucking day. Um no, but I feel like after I made my list, I looked at it and was like, fuck, I kind of feel like I made a basic bastard list. Like for me and for being mm. such a fan, like I don't know, man. Like I wanted my list to be a little bit more diverse than it was but the problem with it is like as much as i love the last like a lot of the newer motorhead stuff i really love like there's really solid fucking records and there's tons of songs throughout the whole 250 albums they've recorded or (laughs) however many it was 20 something um there's so many great songs but man it's like undeniable Some of just the, like, a lot of the classic stuff, especially, is so fucking good, and, like, it does stand out, like, Hmm. a bit more than, you know, like, I guess, like, uh, call it another honorable mention, but, like, Sacrifice, the title track from, obviously, Sacrifice, has such a cool fucking groove, man, it's such a killer song, and it was, like, on my list for, you know, right up until the last few days where I was like, I just can't, like this other thing's a better song. I got to kick it off. Like I'm going back and forth and I'm wanting to put that on there. Cause that's a little bit more, I'm wanting to like the pretentious side of me trying to like <laughs> prove that I really am a big fan or whatever, really wanted to put a song like sacrifice on there. But I just couldn't at the end of the day, man. And what fucked me up honestly and kicked that song off in particular. No, it wasn't. It was, it was, uh, stone deaf, uh, or stone deaf, uh, deaf forever from uh, Orgasmatron. I'm trying not to make eye contact with you because okay. I don't want like
0: <laughs> I didn't
2: want uh, you to think I'm being rude, but okay. I don't want your facial expressions to give any of your picks away. But so, I've already um, kind of done that a little bit. I'm trying not to pay attention, so I haven't really figured anything out. If that makes you mm. feel any better, but uh, but no, that song, deaf forever. That's such a cool song. I really love it. It was on my list all the way up until I was watching. There's a, what's it called, Inside Motorhead? There's kind of a documentary that's out there that it's on Tubi right now for free. And oh, I think shit. It's, I do have Tubi. Yeah. I like a lot of stuff. And there. I've seen it before, but it's like kind of one of those weird ones where it's it's pretty official. Like It's not super janky, but it's still kind of generic in some sense. Mm. But it's a cool documentary. But anyhow, there was a live performance of one song where I was like, man, I really like that song, but I forgot how good the fucking live version is. And it just resold me on it to where I was like, fuck it. Death Forever got kicked off, and that got added in there, and then that moved up the list, and this just turns into a whole fucking thing, as I'm sure it does for you, you know?
1: My thing got moved around because, as you're saying, you actually mentioned one that I had on my list. Sacrifice was on my list, but I kicked it off because how you're saying there's so much songs that you, like, love, And you use Metallica as your example. Well, they're no uh, Motorhead. And I'm like, well, they're no Metallica. So we're almost like the opposite in that regard. I'm not saying I don't like Motorhead. I like Motorhead. There's a lot of songs I do like, but there's only a select few that I really, really love. So this list was almost kind of easier for me. I'm just like you. There's a few more that have a little bit more punch to it. Whereas I'm kind of like, it's like, sacrifice sacrifice and then there's like civil war civil <laughs> war it's almost like the same kind of syllables in the chorus why are you like, singing
2: uh, what is it uh how are you today sir very well i thank you <laughs> what i don't know that? it just like, seemed like i don't know he's
1: That's like how you were singing frere that. jacques frere jacques, yeah it just seemed like some of the choruses were just like he gets that thing. And he's like sacrifice. Well, maybe I should do it like that. Sacrifice, and sacrifice, civil war, yeah, civil war. And I'm like, okay, some of these are all kind of like there's, yeah, it's right?
2: generic, you know. Yeah, and that is like I would say maybe a reason that sacrifice I would say isn't as strong of a song as say yeah. whatever I ended up putting on my list. What sells sacrifice is the fact that the groove is just, dude. Mickey, yeah, Mickey, when it Mickey kicks D's in, fucking at first, yeah, drum mm-hmm. groove at the beginning is really fucking cool and there's that's one of those rare songs like they have some songs where they you know most of their stuff is kind of like the acdc type formula right
1: yeah that's kind of where i'm going it's like you know that's motorhead once you hear it you
2: like how many songs start off dude i mean i've lived with these songs for so many fucking years (laughs) and there's still moments where i'm like Is this Ace of Spades or Overkill or is it Iron Fist? Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, but you know, so many of them are just like that. But they're so fun. But that's kind of what makes them cool, and the fact that all those songs start off so similar to where certain days you almost can't tell one from another. But (laughs) then once they kick in, you're like, oh yeah, it's that. And then they're all uniquely their own song, and they are fucking great. You know. But I, I think he figured that out even. This is what I'm really fucking good at. I'm sticking to this for now on. I admittedly made the most basic bastard list, in my opinion. And am not really going too far out of the box. Are we gonna out uh so my, out basic bastard each other? I don't we might, man, but my number ten is Ace of Spades. Oh. From Ace of Spades. And it's like one of those like, okay, so like I said before, like what am I just gonna be like some pretentious douche that's trying to prove what a hardcore fan he is. I only put B sides on my list. I only put the unreleased songs. I only put the songs that. Motorhead I only do that I with Prince. <laughs> I put yeah. I do do a lot of them. Well, I, yeah, that's just a different thing. Right? All right. First, he was like a weirdo that I think he intentionally wanted his B sides to be better than half of his stuff. But a whole separate rant. But at the end of the day, man, like at first, Ace of Spades was not on my list. Huh. But I just was like fuck just one day i was like am i really gonna say that this other song is a better song just because i don't want to sound like a quote-unquote basic bastard you know and uh i said no fuck it man like i can't deny what a great song it is there's really good fucking like lyrics like he has his style lyrically and it's like witty it's not fucking like super deep it's not like you sit there and you got to pause the record and go fuck man that just blew my mind Although, I don't know, if I start smoking weed regularly now, maybe I'll have a whole different listening approach, and maybe I will do that.
1: Maybe i will actually understand Anthony
2: Kiedis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not even going to try that, because you can keep the Red Hot Chili Peppers. But uh, but yeah, I mean, dude, that song just, it's so fucking badass, just, you know, the whole intro yeah. with the fucking snare roll coming in, and then it kicks in, and it's just it, it just doesn't let up from that point really i mean there's those quick pauses you know but other than that much like a lot of the motorhead stuff it's just bam 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 it's just it just keeps punching through the whole fucking song yeah. and i mean shit number 10 with a bullet ace of spades cool so oh, yeah. what's your number 10
1: my number 10 i mentioned having sacrifice on my list but then I said it got knocked off recently because I was really diving into that album, Bastards. Oh. And I really fell in love with a song on Bastards called I Am The Sword. And it is one of the most fucking heavy metal songs I've ever heard. Like, it just starts off going, da 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 like how we're saying. I'm like, holy cow, this is like, boom! It's like really low, you know, the Motorhead stuff's really low and like bassy and stuff. But then when it hits... Hits the verses. It seems like he's like, "I am the blade. I am the knife," or something. It almost seems like it goes up or something in those verses, and it almost sounds like really Judas Priesty or like Iron Maiden or something. Like it goes hmm. up, and it's got like some kind of like, I don't mean up, like oh, oh like he's doing some kind almost of operatic like thing, but the guitar, scene, yeah. Yeah, like, maybe a key shift. Like, it seems uh, like the guitar's more pronounced I'd have in to. Li- I'm familiar with the song, but, like, in my head, I'm not hearing...
2: I mean, I, yeah, I'd have to listen to it again.
1: Yeah, but I was just like, holy shit. I felt like it put... I already have hair in my cheeks anyways, but it felt like my beard just grew, like, ten times thicker. <laughs> like I turned you into, made into made wolf a wolfman. man out of you? Yeah, man. I was like... Whoa.
2: My number nine is also from Bastards. Oh. But technically... The version that I mentioned before from the Airhead soundtrack, Born to Raise Hell, was like my gateway first Motorhead thing I ever bought. Like just you know that was that was the one that grabbed me and put them really on the map. Uh, short of also the Metallica stuff like we talked about, but you know I've never stopped really just loving that fucking song. And I thought it was really awesome that because when I first bought the the Airhead soundtrack, and it had the version with Whit Crane and Ice-T, I like those. But, and at the time, like, when I first bought that, I would have said, like, well, I like that version because, like, Whitfield Crane, like, his parts. I was bummed. Like, I always thought at the time, I was like, God, man, it'd almost be cooler because he's a better singer. I wish he would just would have sang the whole fucking song. Oh, yeah. But now i don't feel that way at all and then like when i bought bastards on vinyl because i didn't own it before and i didn't even realize until i purchased it they did like a picture disc reissue probably 15 years ago or so and i bought it and uh i didn't realize that there was actually a version where it was just motorhead you know without the guest Hmm. uh appearances of those other artists, whatever, but uh, I was super excited. I was like, fuck, I didn't even realize that this was on here because I wasn't familiar with that record. It was one that was, like, at the time, just... It came out when I wasn't really enough of a fan, you know, and I was just casually listening to them. And then they, they reissued it years later, and I got to hear it and was disappointed, but I was also really fucking pleasantly surprised that there was a version of that song that was just Motorhead now, I fucking prefer that version. I mean, now I just want the Motorhead version.
0: Yeah.
2: So, and I feel like it was in a movie. God damn it. What was it? I feel like there was a wrestling movie that I watched with my kids. Gosh dang it. I'm just, I'm drawing a blank, but something about a family or some shit that was into wrestling or like one of the kids got into wrestling. I don't know.
1: Oh, I think I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember what it's called. There's like, like a, like a, a girl and a
2: boy, like the brother and sister or something, and yeah, yeah. I think it was that one. That, okay. that the song was in, and I remember watching that with the kids, and I was like, oh fuck yeah! Like there was a whole scene, you know, where they kind of did like a montage or something, whatever it was. The song was yeah. playing in the background, and I was like, oh fuck
1: yeah! <laughs> you know, but, yeah. Because isn't it something like it's a British family or something? Because there's some wrestler girl that came out. And her character's name was Paige. Mm. Well, they made that movie because that actually was her family. Yeah, it was was based based on a true story. Her her family. And
2: it was a really good movie, but it was like, I mean, I'm not into wrestling like you are, but...
1: Yeah, but I haven't even seen it. It was a great
2: fucking... It was a really good movie. You should watch it, yeah. Because wasn't it like... So it was like brother and sister, and then like... Brother didn't make the team or maybe he did and then she had fuck i don't know i'm not even gonna go down that Mm because i'll just totally misquote a bunch of shit i'm pretty good at sticking with music and fucking misquoting a ton of shit okay with music and uh stay in your lane i'm the wrestling guy i'm good i'm good (laughs) at making up my own facts about (laughs) stuff i actually know things about but then still just choose to talk shit and every time we record i think back on something i said and i'm like I don't even know if that's right. Like, I just started talking <laughs> <laughs> and it came out. But, you know, it wouldn't be any fun if I'm sitting here consulting fucking Wikipedia every yeah. time I say something. So, yeah. Well, anyhow, yeah. we're just shooting from the
1: hip or whatever. Shooting they say. from the hip. All right. Wow. My number nine is going back to an album. I think it was on the album Rock and Roll. Oh, yeah. And it's called Eat the Rich. Oh, yeah? And I like that song just because his lyrics are so, like, silly. But how you said, like, tongue-in-cheek and stuff. Don't take it seriously. he's like, something about, I love the way that you lick your lips. Eating bacon strips. Or maybe I got (laughs) bacon strips. But strips rhymes with lips. And he's just doing all these, like, silly, like, lyrics. You know, it's, like, supposed to be, like, sexual. Like, my... You want some pepperoni? Have my meat uh, bologna or meat. I don't know. Something. I don't know. He's rhyming all these things, but it's like meat, but then it's like meat. Yeah. You know. A little innuendo. Uh, yeah, but like um, I'll just say that that's Steel Panther took that and ran with it, but I prefer right. stuff like this where it's purposely silly instead of like trying to be over top with it. Like, But it's still kind of
2: fun. Like, yeah. yeah. Like you can take it seriously enough to rock out to it. Yeah. But it's stupid, too. Like,
1: Yeah, like Steel Panther almost seems like they're just trying too hard.
2: Too much. One album yeah. was one thing, but they have were out there welcome as far as I'm concerned. No, that rock and roll record's kind of like that, man. Like the title track is almost a little cheesy. And then like Dr. Rock is pretty cheesy. That's actually the one I thought you were going to say. But again, oh, I'm not yeah. making eye contact because <laughs> you're going to be like, it's going to be written all over your face. That's my number four. So <laughs> I won't. I won't go too far into that but I had a feeling I actually had a feeling that out of like We we'll probably the, overlap a lot. The older mm-hmm. stuff I just had a feeling rock and roll was a record that you would dig for that reason. Yeah. It was almost like Lemmy write and kiss songs.
1: Yeah. Bit, yeah, yeah like that's I mean? a good
2: way to put it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And a lot of people don't like that record because of mm-hmm. that but like I mean I do and you know then like Another Perfect Day was cool because that's kind of bluesier. I mean, there's stuff where it's like, everything sounded like Motorhead. It's just, I mean, he did, he did kind of, that time period I think was interesting because Orgasmatron had almost a more synthetic sound, but was really heavy and really growly than rock and roll. Like I said, I would say it's like, it's like Lemmy writing fucking Gene Simmons songs kind of, you know? And, uh, And then, yeah, Another Perfect Day is, like, kind of this cool bluesy record, you know? I don't know. We sit here and we talk about these records and all these other songs that didn't make my list. And I just get bummed. I just get bummed (laughs) that I only picked 10 because Um, I feel like I fucking just... I feel like I disrespected a lot of the catalog, but I could only pick 10, you know? I guess if we're moving along. (laughs) Oh, So... My number eight is from Ace of Spades. The Chase is Better Than the Catch. Oh, cool. It's just, I don't know. I love that, and, you know, I guess I was just talking about uh, Another Perfect Day being like a bluesy uh, yeah. kind of record and stuff, and I feel like that song on there kind of has a cool, you know, all kind of a bluesy-inspired guitar riff and everything, you know, and I don't know. I've always liked that song alone just for the guitar riff, but, like, it's also just Lemmy being Lemmy at his best where he just comes up with something that's almost generic, but he just wor- he words it just right to where it's <laughs> fucking cool. You know what I mean? Uh, and there's a lot of that with him, man. Like, he says, like, if you sat and read some of his lyrics out loud and just was saying them, you know, as a matter-of-factly... They would sound so fucking ridiculous. Um, but it's like when he does it, it's somehow like this charming, like, uh, I mean, the guy, <laughs> let, let's face it, man. Like, the guy was not that handsome. He fucked a lot of chicks. So he had his own kind of charm. You know what I mean? Like, and that came through in his songs and stuff. And But the chase is better than the catch. That's fucking like brilliant like I, in a way like just to put it mm-hmm. like that you know and write a really cool song based around that fucking one phrase you know i love it that's all i have to say about that
1: oh, man. <laughs> oh, man so to go back um what would you say you're like Like, where would you rank uh, that Aftershock album? Because we (coughs) mentioned that. Where would I rank it? Yeah, would it be pretty high? (sighs) Out of
2: the newer stuff? Man, this is tough. Because, like, we're. Oh, yeah. Because, like you said, there's like 136 albums. So um, I'm going to change that number every time I mention it, too, by the way. But. I don't know. It's just out of every album, that's hard to say. Okay. You know what I mean like because for me as much as I love some of those newer albums so if I took if we were going to break it down into eras like we have with Kiss and Prince and we did like the modern era let's say like everything from Sacrifice until you know Bad Magic it probably Aftershock would probably be probably be Kiss of Death Inferno, and then it'd probably be a toss-up between uh, Motorizer or uh, Aftershock. Hmm. So it'd be like three or four there, like, ranked there in in that era. All right. But, like, for me, as much as a fan as I am of these newer albums, man, like, it's really hard to top, like, the classic lineup stuff. Like, everything... I don't know man like I, Overkill's probably my favorite Motorhead album if I was going to have to pick one album and then Ace of Spades is undeniably fucking great. Yeah. So that's probably like number 2 and if you ask me next week I might tell you that Ace of Spades <laughs> is number 1 and Overkill's number 2 but anyhow.
1: All right cuz I was just trying rant. to gauge a little bit cuz I know we weren't ranking the albums and that would like take forever even like you know doing a list of stuff. But I think as far as the albums go we're kind of in line maybe a little bit because I'd probably put over uh, kill at number one yeah but I was specifically asking about aftershock because I would probably put that overall in the top like three or four really? overall because like well my next one number eight is uh, from aftershock and I had a lot of like potential ones that got cut but my number eight, Uh, From Aftershock is Silence When You Speak to Me. Because I thought at first when I looked at the track listings, because sometimes, I don't know, if you buy an album and you look at the track listings, sometimes you're like, those are kind of weird song titles. But sometimes some stuff kind of stands out to you and you're like, well, that's going to be a fucking badass song because of that title. Yeah. So then you almost kind of get like an idea in your head of like, this is going to be a killer song. Well, then. It actually is a killer song, yeah, too.
2: Sometimes some of them. Yeah. Because Motorhead has a lot of songs where it's like, okay, that's an awesome fucking title, but then you listen to it and you're like, man, eh, it didn't live yeah. up to the title. Like, he's yeah. really good at having, like, the one-liner, right? Like, he just comes yeah. up with this one-liner fucking really cool saying, and then he makes it a yeah. song title, and, you know, yeah. I'd say seven times out of ten... It ends up being as badass of a song as the title, but <laughs> but yeah, there are some that are not as badass, so. <clears throat> that's
1: cool. I love your love for that album. Well, it's, that's all I got to say about that. Well, I, I like Coup de Grace. That almost would have made the cut. That was on the short list. It's probably easier, like, I don't know how much Motorhead I guess you listened to before this, but. I listened to quite a bit, not all the uh, 85 live albums, but. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, prior to us deciding to do this. Oh,
2: yeah. I listened to quite a bit. I mean... I don't know. I didn't know because I guess my point was like, I didn't know if like you had lived with all the old albums for a long period of time and then like by Aftershock new. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Like I was a late bloomer. So like a way late bloomer. You're like a... A late bloomer, but I'm an even... Yeah, I was going to say, for Motorhead, bloomer.
2: I would call myself a late bloomer, but probably yeah. just... I mean, I've been listening to them...
1: Yeah, at least, like, 20, 20 years. years. yeah
2: years, you know? Solid. I would say solid, like, being a hard... Like, them being one of my favorite bands, I would say, last 15, 20 years, they have yeah. really been up there. I mean, whereas prior to that, it was, like, probably, like you know, six or seven years or 10, maybe of just being like a casual fan. And then like, I don't know, man, just once I got it, I got it right. But I guess my point was like, if you live with all this other stuff for so long and then you buy Aftershock, like Aftershock was really fucking cool, but did it get autumn? You know what I mean? Like it's hard to take it and lift it up to the stuff that you've lived with already for so many years, you know? Um, I don't know. But I guess that's why I was asking.
1: I don't know. It's a good meat and potatoes. But like you said, basically all the two thousand stuff is yeah, just that. I,
2: a... Yeah, I really yeah. like that whole – I could put – I would say it like this. And this is probably why my list to me, I keep calling it based, basic bastardy. Because I think that all those newer records are solid front to back. But do they necessarily have the best fucking Motorhead song hmm. on them? maybe not you know if you start like really comparing stuff but then like there's no wrong answer either like there's nothing you're saying where i'm like oh you're fucking out of your mind like (laughs)
1: because louie louie made your list no not that i do covers but i mean shit well i didn't put yeah do you have louie louie on yours no i'm just kidding i can't ask well i might have some kind of i might have one later where you're kind of like raising an eyebrow at me It's not Louie Louie anyhow when he sings it. It's Louie, Louie. (laughs) (laughs) So
2: uh, where am I at here? I'm at number seven. seven. Yeah. So from the Overkill album, Damage Case Mm. is my number seven. So I don't really have any in-depth story to tell you other than it's just really fucking badass. I mean, that really is, like, an undeniably great fucking song. Like, now I'm sitting here saying it out loud, and I'm thinking, how is that, like, not my number one? (laughs) But, I mean, this is, like, you get down to this fucking list you're making, and I really feel like, (laughs) I feel like everything after, like, from seven on could be my number one. I mean, that's just how I feel about it. Like, it just depends on the fucking mood you're in that week or that day, right? So yeah. But yeah, man, Damage Case is like, ah, uh, I just, I'm here, it's like, it's instantly in my head and I want to go fucking crank it right now. <laughs> du-dun, 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 you know? Or punch the drywall again. Ding-a-ding, <laughs> ding-a-ding, I just I love the intro, man, where be, it's one of those moments where it was like they really fucking pulled something out of their ass there that, you know, it was like they didn't start off with the ding, 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 you know? Instead it was like g-dang, 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 d-dang, d-dang, and then it goes into this other <laughs> yeah. groove. And you're right, like I'm sitting here like singing it and talking about it and I, will, I do. I wanna go jump right through that fucking drywall. I wanna I'm gonna bolt that fucking uh skull over there on the wall to my face.
1: Oh, I was thinking I'm run gonna run around and jump myself on it. G- just go,
2: yeah. <laughs> All in the name of metal I'm sacrificing myself <laughs> on this I don't even know what skull that is, some kind of ram, not a ram, Man. some type of goat. It looks satanic, yeah. and that's why I hung that up, just to be honest with you. <laughs> it's about as evil of something that you could put like in your house it's like tentacles not, or you something. can't completely freak people out with it, right yeah. like it looks kind of metal and kind of satany. But like nobody's gonna come over that's a Christian and get really fucking offended yeah. by it and be like, Why do you have Satan on your wall?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh,
2: I don't know. It's But I've wondered if people like come down here and never look at that and go, Is that supposed to be like some kind of hmm. Satanic shit? Hmm. Is this like a an altar down here? Does
1: Brent sacrifice
2: people in front of that?
1: Maybe I do. Maybe we do need a webcast or something. People can visualize. <laughs> People this can see there. what we're talking about. They're probably just picturing the walls are all black blood. and there's like... just blood all over the walls. Yeah, and black, black with blood. You got a pentagram on this table right here. Yeah,
2: and then I'm wearing this Suspiria shirt that literally has blood splatter and murder <laughs> on it. So maybe I don't come off as not being, you know, completely psychotic. Whoops. <laughs> well, I tell you what. Let's do your number seven, and then let's refresh our glasses.
1: All right. Slash empty our bladders. Well, so far I've had some heavy shit like, I am the soul, silence when you speak to me, stuff like that. You've had a lot of heavy songs. Now I'm kind of taking it down a notch. Yeah. Uh, my number seven is from, it's actually sitting right here, 19- well, 1916. And it is Love Me Forever.
2: Okay. I'll give you, you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm just going to say this. Like, some of those let me go like, mellow moments, I'm yeah. not a huge fan of, as I think I already mentioned. Yeah. But that one, I'll give you. Okay. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would
1: never, it would never mm-hmm.
2: make my list, but
1: that, that one w- is a really good record. It's kind of different. Like, there's even a saxophone thing, it? Angel th- City. Yeah. like, a saxophone on there. I feel like
2: 1916 <laughs> is the one album in that era where he he went kind of all over the place. Like, he tried to yeah do different shit, and he pulled it off a little bit better on that record than, you know, like I was talking about, like, Bastards earlier, where I feel like yeah. there's missteps on that yeah. and some other records. Like, March or Die has some missteps, in my opinion. But I think 1916 is a solid record, and he has... He has that, like that's one acoustic song that I'll give you. All right.
1: Well, I, thank you, sir. I can
2: make I can make my way through it.
1: Thank you, sir. May I have another?
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> you say it like you need my approval oh. or something, but I'm well, I don't not, know. You're I'm, the
1: Motorhead Guru. I'm not, I'm
2: not insinuating <laughs> that you need my approval. I'm just it's you know one of those things. Like my preference is that you know I don't I'm not typically a big fan of of those Motorhead moments myself, but. That's one that works. Sure, but it's a
1: ballad kind of deal. But if like Bon Jovi recorded it or something, I might be like, whatever. But with him doing, he sounds like evil or something Uh, on there too.
2: Well, he has a sincere voice because it's just he has what he has, right? You know?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's way,
2: it's still way better than Daddy Don't Brush My Hair. (laughs) So, (laughs) Uh, you know, I think that's actually a better title Daddy Don't Brush My Hair. Oh my God! You know what we could do? We could just write Motorhead songs. What should our Motorhead? Uh, we could do. Well, like wait. The we classic. do still
1: have to do like the band of fuck.
2: Yeah, and bass of bass. Yeah, that classic '78 band is like. It's like oh yeah, they the Kiss. sound like Kiss songs, but In they're the all style like of originals. Kiss. Like we could just do that. Yeah, like write our own songs. Come up with like really cool slightly cheesy song titles yeah. and then just write like a song based around it. And every mm-hmm. song will just start off. Dun, dun, dig, 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 <laughs> then the next song will be like, dig, dun, dun, dig, or something. I don't know. Just change it up. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, uh, so you. Yeah. My number seven was love me forever. I'm going to get back on, get back on. My number six is from iron fist. And the song is called "Iron Fist." Oh, yes, and it's another one of those "ding, ding, 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 ding." Yeah. Anyhow, um, love it. I actually so Iron Fist is like kind of this weird album because, I mean, even Lemmy doesn't speak highly of it. Like it's the one hmm. coming off of uh, Ace of Spades, and it just is that one that people feel didn't live up to Ace of Spades and maybe it's not as great front to back but it, it has a lot of stuff i really like and uh i think i mean the title track to me is one of the best motorhead songs one of the most motorhead <laughs> motorhead songs you know and i feel like at this point on i feel like that's how i'm going to sum the rest of my list up damn near is just that like these are just the songs that to me like, you think Motorhead, these are the the Motorhead songs. Like, whether it's the sound right. or the title, they're the most Motorhead fucking songs. Now, having said that, I almost, now that I'm looking at my list, maybe this one, I, I might not, if I'm going in order and I'm truly making an order and ranking these, this one should probably be up a little higher.
1: Well, you always say something, too, like, isn't it your number two... Is like your favorite, but your number one is always like the yeah. one that sound like epitomizes the sound yeah. of the band. I do so feel now like that's how I always pick
2: it. Yeah, yeah.
1: But so so this is your like entire list is just yeah. That.
2: I didn't really focus on, I didn't really focus on an order so much except for yeah, like my top two.
0: Okay.
2: Like I look at my list now and I'm like my top two. I would say yes are my fucking top two. I honestly now that I'm saying it. I think Iron Fist should probably be my number three. So what can you do though? None of this fucking really matters.
1: It made the cut.
2: So yeah. Yeah. I probably should have revised this and then thought about the order a little bit more and I would put Iron Fist probably at number three. So just keep that in mind for anyone that's listening and trying to follow along with whatever the hell we're talking about. But in the meantime, it's at number six. So what's your number six, Andrew? All right,
1: so here's a little story all about how my life... I thought that too. Uh, But anyways, so usually I have notes, and I got a notebook, and I scribble all this shit down, because I think I'm so ADD that if I sit down and I talk to you, otherwise my brain goes here, 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 and all these different places Or like, yeah, or you say something, it'll make me think of something else. And I'm like, I at least need to have some kind of bullet points to stay on to compose a thought about that or whatever but so uh so where i was going with this was actually don't have notes for this i did write notes but i left them at home because i went out of town but i didn't i told you three o'clock but i thought that was further enough out to where i'd get you on time but i dropped my friend off like 245 in germantown hills and i'm like shit it's gonna take me like a half hour between getting to my apartment to get my notebook and come here like I didn't want to push it.
2: I mean, you could have been I late. I didn't
1: want to be late and push but the now recording that we're, back. But
2: now that we're recording and, you know, we're like three hours in and yeah. we've only gotten through three songs.
1: So um, long anyway, long. so I don't have notes, but this this wasn't a note that I had. So now my story's getting even longer. Longer, longer. All right. Sorry, people. But uh, so I didn't have this thought when I was making notes, but I had this thought in the car on the way over here and I'm like... Please don't let this thought fly out of my head. So I've been clinging on to this thought, like, you know, like some dude hanging on for his life in a tornado. I've been hanging on to this thought. And uh, it kind of applies to this song. Lemmy, his lyrics are to reptiles what Dio is to rainbows. So that's my metaphor to introduce this song. And it's, it's not love me like a reptile, but it's, Killed by Death. And he he actually talked about a Reptile. Yeah. If you squeeze my lizard or something like that in that song, and it just made me laugh. Cause like, and I thought of that when I was listening to this song on the way over here, I was like, dude, just about every single song he talks about a reptile or a lizard. Or there's a song title that's got reptile or lizard in there, and it just right. makes me laugh. But this one, Killed by Death, is like fucking awesome and how you were just saying why isn't this higher on my list this one should be higher on my list because it's like a good fucking rock song and you just want to like fucking pound your chest like you're doing but then he's got the singing there he he's like killed by death ha, 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 ha. and he's really like echoey and you know he's like killed by death but then it's also epitomizes the same thing how we were saying his lyrics are just fucking cheesy because of course when you die you're killed by death I mean like Like, what? (laughs) I don't know. It just seems like the silliest title.
2: It was taken from a, uh, it was a show.
1: Oh, really? There
2: was an interview I heard with him years back, and it's, it was off of, uh, he took the quote from some show, I want to say like a British comedy, maybe a Monty Python type of thing, because he's really into that shit. So I'm not going to sit here and, like, try to tell you what it was because I can't remember. When he
1: talked about it, I didn't know. It probably does sound like a Monty Python thing. They probably had some news thing. Oh, he was killed by death. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was killed by death. Cheerio. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well.
2: No, I'm with you on that song. I'll just say that.
1: Yeah, but I just love that because it is really heavy, and then it's got that sinister killed by death. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's a great song. It's cool, man. So Yeah, it should be higher than uh 6. But it
2: should be. I'll yeah. just say
1: that. So, my number
2: 5 is actually Killed by Death, the only one. <laughs> no, but I think yeah, looking at it now, it's the most recent that's oh, on okay. my list. Devil I Know from Kiss of Death.
1: Oh, okay. You did say that was one of your favorite out of one. the modern yeah, era. I'd modern. probably put
2: that at number one, yeah. yeah. Anything beyond uh, sacrifice, let's say. I'm just like sitting there trying to break it down into
1: eras in my head still, right? But I noticed something with it sitting out here. You have like like whether you got it from Pudge or not, you got a promo copy because yeah. it's got the little. No, you know, I
2: got it from uh, I got it from John Marshall. Now, oh, cool! Now that
1: you say that, oh, yeah. I forgot that it was a
2: promo. Yeah. And I got it from him when ninety six five shut down. Oh yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure because yeah, he had like a bunch of promos and stuff from the radio station. Yeah, probably like, cleaning yeah, out their whatever closet. Whatever ones you, you want, like, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And that one was in there. I was like, oh, fuck, this is cool. Because he had, like, multiple copies of almost everything. Yeah. He was just giving it to his friends and stuff. And I was like, well, I want this Motorhead one. Like, he only had one copy. Yeah. So I'm like, can I have this? Because I really fucking want it. <laughs> so, yeah, that is how I got that.
1: So and it makes it cooler. You got it from your buddy.
2: Yep. And mm. then I got the vinyl later, a little shortly after that, when I was really getting into vinyl and stuff and getting more into Motorhead. And So there's that. But You're yeah, a sentimental kiss. guy. So a I would say bit. Kiss of Death is probably... Out of that newer era, the newer wave of Motorhead, rock and roll, I would put that probably at number one. You know the albums I always forget? I always forget the albums in between Sacrifice and uh, Inferno. Because there's like that, what is it, uh, We Are Motorhead, Overnight Sensation, and there's another one. And I'm just drawing a blank. Snake By Love. And they're See, pretty, another reptile They're reference. pretty solid records. I mean... Mm solid enough. I enjoy them. They're just not my go-tos. So I almost always forget they exist because I don't really, it's not like March or Die where I remember March or Die because it's my, it's my least favorite. (laughs) Like, so I'm always going to, that's always going to stand out to me as the one that just does not hold up to the rest of their catalog. But then you have like those records that are solid enough and enjoyable but don't have enough standout stuff to where you know i'm like yeah but i could put them on any day of the week and be yeah. like well yeah you know so yeah you know <laughs> whatever i'm trying to
1: say well i think we've moved on to your number five at this point my number five is one that you've already mentioned Ooh. and it is ace of spades nice and it's one, Look like, how you, you keeping said... keeping your
2: poker face yeah. and everything.
1: I was trying... Well, I was also looking down, mm. I think, so... But, um... Did you get excited every time I went... Dig, 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 dig,
2: dig, 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 dig.
1: Yeah. I was like, oh. But, um, but... It's hard to not have it, because it is, like, a fucking epitome... Oh, yeah. Epitomizes Motorhead. And then I came across something recently just by going through some albums online on, like, Apple Music... And there's like a bonus track on one of the albums where there's an acoustic version of this, mm. and it kind of sounds like, like Johnny, like the style of Johnny Cash's American recordings. Like what? it's Lemmy doing. I heard that a long time Ace ago. Spades. But
2: I forgot. It I forget Until which album it,
1: it is as like a bonus track.
2: Mm. Yeah, is
1: it like one of the later ones, like one of these newer ones? Yeah, it was one of the yeah more uh, recent ones. Was it
2: the World Is Yours? Is that what that album's called? one that i was just talking about that it's like it came out and i almost forgot yeah. it came out yeah i don't know
1: because i feel um, like there's a
2: bunch of bonus tracks for that i feel like aftershock there was a you know what aftershock did have a deluxe version with a bunch of extra bonus yeah shit. i bet i wouldn't be surprised if it's on that
1: and then there's something else that's cool with this song sure like a lot of bands like cover it well with my uncle and I, we've gotten together the last couple of years. It's been a tradition to go to Alice Cooper's like Christmas thing. It's like right. a variety show, and there's usually like different bands playing. And one year, he had the Hollywood Vampires playing, which is basically Alice Cooper's cover band. Right. And he does like, he's done some Aerosmith. Well, Joe Perry was in there. So he's done right. some Aerosmith, and then they've done other covers of stuff. And the last time they were there, might have been like, 2018 or something, but this guy, Chris Weiss, that's like, I think he's a bass player for like the Colt and some other bands, he was playing with Hollywood Vampires, and they did Ace of Spades, and he sang that song, and I thought, my uncle looked at me and he's like, this is badass, and I was like, yeah, you know, it is kind of cool, like the guy did it, like they did it justice, Right. And so it was yeah. kind of cool to see my uncle getting into a show, because sometimes I feel like I drag him along to that, because... I'm an Alice Cooper fan, so I don't know if he always wants to go or he's going because uh, I'm going and I'm his favorite uh, nephew. So well, I'm his only nephew, I guess. But uh, bonding. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, well, I don't know if I'm his only nephew. I was just saying. But yeah,
2: <laughs> you're the only one. I'm that the counts. favorite. I'm the
1: favorite one. But anyway, so it's kind of cool that he even admitted recently. Like, well, not really admitted, but he was just like. I always look forward to that thing every year. So I was like, it was cool to hear him kind of say that. Dude. So, you know, Andy, I don't want you to know this, but I actually do enjoy yeah,
2: doing stuff with you. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's oh, all I got space. to say about that. That's all I've got to say about that. Oh, yeah. So I guess I'm at my number four. Dang, maybe we will get done we before 7 o'clock. We are <laughs> moving along. So this one was kind of the one to me where I – and I've always dug this song but i feel like because i like the first motorhead record a lot Uh i like its rawness so i got this leather bound reissue that i don't know that i've even seen this since i picked this up Hmm. in tower records in nashville like oh shit it was back before courtney and i were together so i would venture to guess we've been together 17 years probably 2003 2004 saw butch walker down there on the letters tour anyhow so we were at Tower Tower Records, I believe it was down there. I don't know. And uh picked that up. I was like, Well that's a really cool copy of that. And I didn't own the first album anyhow, but I thought it was really badass that there was like this leather version, almost kinda like the no remorse copy. Yeah. The, uh leather vinyl, you know. I mean, the leather sleeve. The vinyl is not leather, of course. So in case anybody in case anybody needs clarification on that. But yeah, and this has like a bunch of live bonus tracks and stuff. And there's always been like, there's all the different versions of that album. Or like the On Parole, the original version that was recorded. And then this official, you know, release of the first album. And it's really raw. And I really like the way this album sounds, right? Like it's kind of a wall of shit in a way. But I dig it for what it <laughs> oh, is. Shit. But the, uh, the opening track, Motorhead... So the namesake of the band, and then like it was it was originally a uh, Hawkwind song when Lemmy was in Hawkwind. And then obviously he starts Motorhead, he kind of recycles the song and becomes a staple of theirs. And this was one that when I was listening to a bunch of their shit, or maybe it was when I was watching the documentary, like the live version of it comes up and it's just like, The live version is really way fucking cooler. Like, it brings (laughs) it to life to where it keeps up with the rest of the catalog. I don't know. That's just, that's the version, right? Yeah,
1: the definitive version for you. Yeah.
2: Shit. It is on No Sleep Till Hammersmith, right? Or is it on the other one? Actually, is that on that album? It is, right?
1: Well, they've got, what, like 92 live albums. So you're just confusing 92 live
2: albums. Well, I had to go look because then I just started getting confused, like... But it is. It's the cl- last song. But I, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't losing my mind, because yeah. I, I get confused easy these days. Handy, you know, yeah. like I told you, man, been having trouble sleeping. The old thinker doesn't work as well sometimes. It's the long COVID. Getting, getting tired. Yeah, the long COVID. The COVID after
1: shocks of COVID. <laughs> so uh, you're uh, number <laughs> four. Well, my number four. Is probably going to make people shut it off, and it's going to make you leave the room. Oh man! Because you've already went into length about this album. I'm Ooh. holding right here. March or die. From March or die. Ninety two. Um, I don't know what this album did to you, uh, if it um, scarred you, but I really like track number five. I ain't no nice guy. That's and it made my number four, and it's a duet with um, Lemmy and Ozzy. But then I started thinking that would have been kind of cool if it was Alice Cooper instead of Ozzy, because Alice Cooper's got a song, No More Mr. Nice Guy. So he's so we know Alice Cooper's not a nice guy. Now we know Lemmy ain't no nice guy. See, the two not nice guys on the same song. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I don't know. But it is a cool that song, line. though.
2: No, it ain't bad. I mean, there's stuff on it.
1: Yeah, it yeah. kind of sounds almost like a Guns N' roses type song. I've bashed or, that album, but it's not yeah. like there's not cool stuff on it, I mean. Yeah. So. I ain't no nice guy, after all.
2: I thought yeah. you just were going to mention the ballad from Bastards that we were talking about a bunch. Oh, no, no. Daddy, please don't fold my laundry.
1: No, well, that's whatever, my number one. Whatever that's called. <laughs> <laughs> Out of their 97 albums... What would you do if I had that as my number one? Then? That song? Well, <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know. You would be like, "There's well, we're not going to hit a 200th episode. Yeah, that's well, sure. I'll
2: tell you this, much. If we see 102,
1: I'd be surprised.
2: <laughs> all right. Well,
1: all so right. that was my number four. I Ain't No Nice Guy from March or Die.
2: Well, we are down to number three. And my number three is from 1916. Oh, cool, man. I'm so bad, baby. I don't care. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's a song title that you got to admit, it's yeah. Lemmy. Yeah. Like, you, I like that song because, like, you know, that's, that's really Lemmy. Like, that is him. Like, he is fucking bad. He don't give a fuck.
1: Or how we said, like, or I said, like, song titles. Like, you look at that and you're like, well that's going to be a cool song cuz it's a cool title and then and that it one is. is like yeah. that's a cool song
2: yeah and it's like not one of the heavier ones it's more like the bluesier rock song yeah. but you know it's fucking awesome yeah that's so cool. to me like yeah that ranked high on my list because it like like we were saying already like it's one of those that epitomizes Lemmy as a character it like it yeah. speaks to his character like you hear you read that title and you're like, God, I don't even have to hear this song <laughs> because, yeah, Lemmy is fucking bad, dude. And he don't give a fuck. Like, he's, yeah. he spent his whole career just doing his thing, just marching to the beat of his own fucking drum. And he did it his way. Yeah, He probably could have sacrificed a lot of things and made a lot more money. But fucking integrity was number one. I mean, he was the real deal. So, and I think that song, that just means that, you know, like... It reflects that, so that's why that's a great song. But I really want to know what your number three is.
1: My number three is kind of maybe along the lines of what we're talking about or how you just said, like, well, he could have made some sacrifices or something because, you know, yeah, you look at Motorhead and they're not really the prettiest guys and they're not going to be, like, MTV, you know, video glammed up hits. Right. But – If you look past that, or you just listen to music, he's a good songwriter. And then he even contributed some songs like Ozzy and stuff like that on like No More Tears. He had some co-writes. Oh yeah. Well, mine is is actually one of those, and it was from No More Tears, but then it was released on um, the same album, March or Die, but it's Hellraiser. Right. I knew that. I knew where you're going with it. Yeah, like... It's a good one, though.
2: I like that one. Yeah,
1: that song is just cool. Probably the standout track on
2: March or Die.
1: Yeah, so I don't know if it's technically a cover, because it was Ozzy first, and I don't really... When I do lists of any kind, I don't really have covers on there. I want to do... Because we're talking about a band, or I used to do top 10 lists on Facebook and stuff, and I always wanted to stick to, well, these are the artist songs, so what's their 10 best? But. Um, well, Lemmy still has co-write on it, so I figured it would count, anyways. Right. The Hellraisers is cool, and then it's kind of cool because his version's a little bit rougher. And then even the video, he's like playing cards with like Pinhead. Well, and it doesn't have yeah. like
2: the the slick production of No yeah. More Tears, which I like that album. Yeah, <clears throat> a lot of people will be bunch of penises and say, "Oh well, No More Tears was the beginning of the end for Ozzy." Because it was produced really well and had great songs. Like, okay. Mm, Whatever, dude. You know, I know. I love that album. Yeah. And I love the production on it. But I, I do, I guess I understand the argument, too, of, you know, from that point on, it was nothing but really slick production and, you know, focusing on having a huge hit versus just writing a really cool fucking metal record. Yeah. So that, to me, is what's special about Motorhead was, man... I think the reason they're so fucking great is because they never made it big enough to have, like, this pressure on them to have to fucking live up to anything. Yeah. You know? I mean, they did, I guess, when Ace of Spades was pretty big, and like I was saying earlier, you know, uh, Iron Fist is kind of, like, the one that they always look down on because it followed uh, Ace of Spades up, and it's, like, almost like everybody treats it like a subpar version of Ace of Spades, but... I mean, I don't feel that way about that record. There's maybe a couple duds, but, you know, to me it's like the glory of not making it fucking huge and being like that giant fucking success, you know, not having the
1: yeah, no more tears or the, you know. Or I think with this one at least, like March or Die, I saw something online where... I think I like it because it's kind of different. Because they went a little bit more commercial in sound, but it didn't sell and it wasn't a hit. So it probably is a good thing too, where like this, he didn't really have a lot of like hits on there. Because then right. they would have tried to like, yeah, you're saying maybe mold him into a. He tried to do something else, it's like, well, I tried to go mainstream and it didn't really work. So yeah, fuck it, dude. I'm just gonna stick to my guns, like you said. Once they. Hit, like, sacrifice and shit. It's just all, like, you know.
2: Yeah, they definitely got to that point where, yeah, he realized, okay, this is what I'm good at. I'm just going to stick to that kind of thing. So, well, now we're all the way up to number two.
1: All right, man.
2: My number two, if you ask me, tomorrow would be my number one. That's just how these things work. For some reason prior to making this list, my number 1 probably would have been this song. But then I was in the mood to make my number 1, my number 1, and now here we are. So my number 2 is the title track from the album I already mentioned It's probably my favorite Motorhead album, It's Overkill. Mhm. To me, this is this epitomizes Motorhead and I and I love it because this is like pretty much the invention and people are gonna maybe try to fact check me here, because I I'm not pretending I know what I'm talking about, but I feel like I know what I'm talking about, and I feel like this is probably the first double bass, kick drum thing going on, you know, with a do Yeah, I can't do it right now, but <laughs> I'm not gonna try to sing a fucking bass, bass drum part. But that was pretty unique at the time, like when fucking filthy animal Taylor busted out that that drum beat thing for the first time like I wasn't alive yet so I can't speak to it mm. it's not like I saw it on live television and was like what the fuck but I think in the grand scheme of things like you look back on it and you look at how old this album is it's pretty fucking badass like it's pretty heavy and I think it was pretty innovative for its time to where people that were alive and paying attention back then probably probably did blow their minds you know (laughs) i want to think so i think it's a fucking really badass song dude like i still get excited every time i hear it you know so i don't know i don't have much more to say about it so Uh, what song is it overkill
1: well, that's my number two as well. <laughs> is it? Yeah, like,
2: you're looking at me all weird. Like, what song is? It? Oh, I already said what it is.
1: Well, you said it was the title track to your favorite album, Uh-oh. and then you did say Overkill was your favorite album. Oh. okay. But well, so I should I specify like, that yes, yeah. Overkill is my number yeah. two. So, dude, that's mine too. And I actually think how how this kind of is my top two are exactly what you said before. Like or something. It's like one is my favorite song, and the other one is like the epitome, what defines this band. And I feel like sure Ace of Spades is the one that people go to. Someone that people cover all the time. It's probably the one that kind of sometimes gets some airplay. But Overkill is fucking motorhead. That's the one that's like fuck, dude. Because it's got what you said the <clears> throat> throat> But then the thing that's cool is it just keeps going. Like you think that song's gonna end, and it's like it has like the false stop. Yeah, where it just keeps going. Like it's like it, dude. It just keeps going. It's yeah, yeah. No, it's fucking like they kick it overkill into overdrive.
2: They overkill. the overkill. No, it's fucking man. God damn it, dude. Like I don't even want to. Let's just stop recording. Yeah, and just I'm just gonna go crank that song. I mean, it is like it's not even like just. One of my favorite, and like I said, it probably should be my number one. I chose yeah. my number one for yeah. A this probably should reason. be number one, but I mean, I this is not only if I was going to make a top ten list of heavy metal songs, which let's face it, like Lemmy always said, that they weren't metal; they were a rock and roll band. You know, just they kind of invented their own thing, right? And it's which when you listen to it? it's loud, oh. but.
1: When you listen to some of these songs, they are a rock and roll band. They got some kind of the Chuck Berry like yeah, I mean it's the, the rockabilly. From that. Yeah. But it was just dirty sounding and fast, like maybe a little sloppy. Yeah, fast. There's something all fucked but, up on yeah. speed,
2: popping pills and stuff. So you know, it just everything was fast and I don't know, man. What a fucking cool thing, you know, to just magically come across the sound mm. because you're just I don't know. Yeah. Just because you're that unique of a individual, and you're hopped up on speed and all hopped up on Mountain Dew, I'm gonna come at you. All like jacked a up movie. on Mountain Dew. Yeah, Dude. that's yeah. what it was.
1: Oh, shit. Well, yeah, because so. I think speaking about that too, like not, not to why. go off, but like there's one that I didn't have on my list that is cool and kind of has that kind of like rockabilly thing. Was like Bomber.
0: Mm-hmm. And that
1: kind of got that kind of, like, that kind of, like, rockabilly early, like, 50s-ish rock thing. But they just fucking, like, fucking, like, I don't know. Have
2: you listened to the Headcat stuff?
1: The Headcat?
2: The dude from Stray Cats. Uh, what's oh, his what's name?
1: what's that? Uh, there's something, dude. Brian Stetzer? S- no.
2: Brian Stetzer, original band, Stray uh, Cats. Oh, okay. So his drummer, or their drummer. Oh, no, I haven't. At headcat, uh fuck was his name oh, I don't know. I don't there know. was what phantom uh god damn it people listening are gonna be like it's head cats because it's shit. the stray
1: cats doing motorhead stuff
2: well what it was was it was kind of like a rockabilly band that he started and i think it started as a cover band doing like old school rockabilly like eddie cochran and stuff but they cut some records and uh and yeah, Lemmy was the singer. Like he played bass and sang. And then um, I don't remember who the guitar player was. But no, good stuff. I they actually have a couple of the albums you can buy on vinyl. Hmm. I saw they were available on Amazon, but I don't know why I can't think of the fucking drummer's name now. Hmm. I gotta. I just like I want to Google it, but I feel like. <laughs> I'm a dork if I sit here and Google shit while we're recording, but well, I can always edit it out. Name, and then I feel like people are going to be like fucking scream like right now they're listening and just screaming the name at me. But um hmm. I'm going to cheat. You're going to have to edit this out, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's fine.
2: God damn it. So, I guess yeah, you could call it a supergroup, but um Slim Jim Phantom. That's it. God damn it.
1: Hmm. Remember the whole Phantom thing because he had like the... uh... Slim Jim Phantom? So it's like the Slim Jim... Snap into a Slim Jim. Well, he
2: had... What was the... He did a record with... Was it Earl Slick? Maybe. I have it. I'm fucking stupid. I actually... I got that album on accident from Amazon. I ordered something totally different and they sent me like that what the fuck did they call it? Like the Phantom Slick album? I don't fucking remember. (laughs) But they sent it to me and I was like, well, fuck, this thing's out of print. Like, that's really cool. And so I ordered like, I don't know. I can't remember what it was, but it was like some CD for like 15 bucks, right? That was, I think, something that was out of print. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: They sent me the wrong fucking CD. And I emailed them and I was like, well, I'll keep it because I actually want this album. I didn't even know I could get it, so just send me another one and charge me again. I don't care. Like, nah, it's fine. We'll send you the right one free of charge. I'm like, the fuck? And that CD, like, seriously was going for, like, 30 bucks, like, twice what I paid for this because it was, like, long out of print and stuff. Oh, shit. I don't know. I got to quit getting off topic. I'm going all over the place here. I don't know why. Oh, I, it's all right. I started talking
1: out. about Bomber and saying it was, like, kind of, like, uh, so we- Billy ish
2: Dang. So we had the same number two. I know we're not going to have the same number one because I as well kept my poker face.
1: Uh, um. Well, I'll just go next because my number one is one that you already said. So usually oh. when we have that. Well, you did too on mine. We're, oh, really? My number one was one you already Yeah, but I mean, me, said. you're the more Motorhead guy, so I'll let you go You want me to have last. the
2: grand finale? Yeah.
1: Okay. Grand, finale. But first, my number one is one that you said, and it was pretty low. But it it was like, born to raise hell. Yeah.
2: That's an
0: anthem. Yeah,
1: dude. It's so fucking cool, man. It is an anthem. You just want to like, I actually want to punch your drywall. I hope you can repair it. Like, well, I can't. So that's why I don't. (laughs) But, I mean, dude, born to raise hell is fucking cool. Once I heard that, I'm like, that's just a fucking badass song, dude.
2: It is a great song. Yeah. it's like just tongue-in-cheek rock and roll and fuck man let's just talk about the verse it's like, like something like opening lyrics yeah. listen up here i'll make it quite clear <laughs> yeah i'm gonna put some boogie in your ear like <laughs> yeah and then shake and bop don't yeah. you stop or whatever like it's like god damn it's about as tongue in cheek as isn't like it gets, born right? to
1: raise hell something like you're ringing a bell so that almost kind of sounds like or maybe i'm thinking of that the no
2: it has something yeah. in there so it's born to raise hell uh, or maybe
1: I do think of the Chuck Berry thing, and I just yeah. throw that in on my own.
2: No, I mean, that is yeah. just, like, that is yeah, rock and yeah. rock. And I love, like, before the fucking guitar solo, he's like, Take it or leave it! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
1: know, like, it's just funny it as is, fuck, it's man. It is. cool,
2: man. He just doesn't have to fucking care, dude. Like, he just says whatever the fuck comes yeah. out of his mouth, and it's cool. <laughs> Put some
1: boogie in your ear. Like, I wish I was
2: that cool to where I just spouted out some random shit, and people were like, God, that's fucking cool. Instead, I say shit, and people are like, "Ah, oh, Jesus fucking Christ, this guy!" <laughs> you know, I get a lot of eye rolls. As I'm sure anybody that listens to the <laughs> to these episodes we're doing, he's they're yeah. probably rolling their eyes. I keep pulling my phone out to look at my list, like I don't remember what my number one is.
1: Fucking yeah. stupid. Well, so, that's all I have to say about um, Born to Race Hell. It's just it's fucking cool. And it like- is. Well, Dude, like, it's hard songs, to put it over man. overkill, but I don't know. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, that was the one that turned me on to him, right? Like, that really got me into him and put him on the map mm-hmm. for me. And then it just slowly but surely was growing from there. So my number one, you mentioned already. Oh, shit. And it was from uh, No Remorse. It was, you know, one of the new tracks on No Remorse. And I always thought that the lyrics were so fucking great and kind of epitomized his tongue in cheek writing and how he comes up with these one liners that are just fucking like hilarious, but great at the same time. (laughs) And literally I mentioned, I think several times and I don't know how seriously I was taken, but Courtney and I have had many conversations about when I die I mean, not like we sit around and just talk about me dying, but I'm just saying, we're like, being, you know, a couple yeah, that's been yeah. together for 17 years, now I've made my wishes very clear. Like, I want to be cremated. Don't you fucking dare put me in a box and stick me yeah. in the fucking ground. Cremate me, or she's like, well, can I make you a tree? Yeah, fuck it, make me a tree. I don't care. <laughs> Which I don't know what they do there, but I guess, I think they stick you, like, in a wood chipper and then shoot your...
1: What? Like a fargo? <laughs> You're gonna fargo Brent. <laughs> yeah. They fargo
2: you into a into like this bulb with seeds and then like a tree girl. I don't fucking know how they do it, but it's you a become thing. fertilizer or something. I don't care. But if I'm gonna go back into the earth, I wanna go back into the earth, not just decompose in a fucking box. That's yeah. stupid. I've never understood that. Yeah. And I don't like Just let me say this to anybody listening, any of my friends, and I'll tell you as a friend, if I die tomorrow and for some reason they go against my wishes and I still end up in the ground with a fucking headstone, which I do not want my family to fucking waste their money on a headstone, don't come fucking visit me.
1: Now it's on record here.
2: Yeah, I'm putting it on record. (laughs) I'm not there. I am not in that fucking headstone. If it makes you feel better, hang a picture of me on your wall. And just talk to the fucking picture because it's not any fucking more crazy than talking to a stone with my fucking name on it. (laughs) So I just am probably being a little weird here, but, like, I've just never understood it. And I feel bad because, you know, know, people's grandparents die and everything, and they go and visit their grandparents' graves. And I've never felt inclined to visit my grandparents' graves. And I don't imagine maybe it will be different when my parents die, but I don't think it will be because I don't understand that. Like, I don't. I don't connect with that whole idea of going and visiting a grave, and yeah, you know, it's not a matter of not respecting them. It's just I don't get it. It just doesn't mean anything. So, but anyhow, where I'm going with this is, I had a conversation. Um, you know, it was when it was when Pudge died. I think it's when it got brought up, and there was like the song choices at his thing, and I was like, well, they were nice, you know, but like I don't want anybody to play any shit like that at my thing. Like mm-hmm. I, I just want it to be lighthearted and I think Courtney and I were having a conversation about that and I said you know what I want to play at my fucking funeral killed by death (laughs) I just I want everybody to have to sit there and listen to killed by death with a big stupid fucking picture of me because there's not going to be a body it'll be like an urn a picture of me and I want killed by death to play and I don't even want it to be announced I don't even want it like in a thing I just want it to come on I want everybody to laugh like fucking yeah. goddamn it, Brent. You know, everybody's shaking their head, just like you son of a bitch, You're sitting here making me laugh at your fucking funeral. But I'm serious when I say that. Killed by death, ha
0: ha ha ha! ha. Killed by death. But,
2: so that's why that's my yeah. number one. I love that song. <laughs> it does epitomize him as a songwriter and his witty, like, kind of quirky lyrics, you know, and how he writes these <laughs> songs the way he does. And then at the same time, I've spent the last year saying, you know what? I that's I want that played at my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz it's completely tagged now, but the problem is I can't die young. I can't die before my parents now because oh my god, I can't even imagine my mom that song coming on. She would fucking that would be like she wouldn't speak to Courtney. She'd be like I can't believe you play that at my son's funeral. And there'd be like this big falling out in the family, all because I'm a bastard and basically instructed my wife, like, no, you fucking play this at my funeral. So I'm not second guessing that. It still needs to be played at my funeral. (laughs) So anyhow, that's my number one. And that's why.
1: So I'm not going to lie. This has been a long episode. It's been fun. Hey, well, we earned it. 100 episodes. We earned earned all that fucking money in
2: our bank accounts.
1: Are there any, like, highlights? Like, any episodes that come to mind right now? Just
2: the highlights for me, Andy, is sitting across from you and staring you in the eyes and talking about all the things that make us happy.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was just trying to get (laughs) sappy. That was cheesy. (laughs) I know. You know, all I, the times I've seen you kind of get tipsy and like about to fall out of your <laughs> the stool. Few, the few
2: moments where, yeah, you, we've had the couple episodes where maybe you got a little
1: out of your league with uh, alcohol content beer, right? Like higher. The higher one where protein. I got really trashed was an early one because I think it was came over here after work and I didn't have any dinner. And I think it was the one where it was like, I remember this almost specifically. I think it was episode five. And, like, that's where I was like, oh, my God, I hate those bands. Like, Band of Horses. Cause they don't even sound like, they sound like, or Band of Skulls. They sound like they'd be fucking badass. But then they're, like, like weak as hell. And then and then that's when we started, like, Band of Fuck or Band right. of Skulls. And you're like, yeah, or Band right. of Wolf Skulls and something. And it kept, like, coming up with all these different. Right. Like,
2: Band of Fuck. Yeah. I still think that's a great idea. Yeah. No, yeah. There's obviously like the little uh, sayings that we've come up with after doing this. Like that one stuck. That's been like a running joke. And then like the basic bastard. Yeah. Which is our own little spin on the whole basic bitch thing, and you know. And I really, honestly, like I enjoyed. I think some of the funnest episodes we did. I mean, we've obviously had a some really fun episodes just sitting down here, just the two of us. I thought the really long Denny Smith New Year's Eve, was it New Year's Eve or Christmas? or I guess it would have been like around Christmas. It was like Christmas, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that one was really fun because we just were shooting the shit with fucking microphones. Yeah. You know, I really had fun with the Truth Council guys, you know? Those guys were in a band with me at the time as well. And so, I mean good friends and it just was fun it was just a fun hang
1: yeah Um, because i never really hung out with those guys until yeah uh then like i mean i've seen them play you've had a lot of cool
2: interviews and i mean like i don't really
1: are you talking to like chris holmes that's so
2: cool i was gonna say yeah i was gonna say from one of your favorite bands talking about it last night actually like the carmine of peace one i thought was really cool because he's done so much shit that i really love you know playing with Rod Stewart and the fucking Blue Murder album. And, I mean, mm-hmm. there's so much shit that he did that was great. And then, of course, like, yeah, Chris Holmes being in Wasp. Yeah, no, well, then there was, you know, what was cool was, uh, what was the one chick, uh, Deborah Allen? Yeah. That uh, I talked to. And what sucked about that, total learning experience, right? Like, for now on, hit record the minute you get on the phone with them. Because I she called me. And we started talking and then I hit record, like, and we did the thing and then I shut it off and then the con- the conversation continued. So I guess I'm saying it backwards, right? Like I said, to make sure you hit the record button right at the start. I didn't really, but all the cool shit came after. Like I should have yeah. kept recording because literally after I was off the fucking, because there was kind of an agenda, like there was some... uh
1: Oh, it was like it was a like a like benefit a, album yeah. or
2: something and so we talked about that but then her and I just shot the shit and I had no idea how much shit she had done like, you know, she worked with Prince and there was all this crazy stuff that we talked about and I was like fuck, why wasn't I recording this? Like our actual just regular conversation after the, you know, interview was way fucking cooler than the actual <laughs> what we what I, yeah. I you know, at what we put up for
1: everybody to listen to. So that was a learning experience. It was kind of interesting, but I've done that before. Cause it feels like I'm really nervous or awkward. So it takes me a while to almost like, like warm up or something. And then, yeah, like I was almost done or like, I need to like shoot the shit or try to like shoot the shit. So I stay in that space right. instead of like, how I would go in, Whoa, I'm here to interview you. And then I'm kind of in this little thing. And then I'm like, Oh, like I'm done. And then I'm like, Oh okay now I'm actual Andy having a conversation and I'm a lot looser right or something yeah so I think it's something about maybe having a live mic you know obviously like
2: we're still 100 episodes in but we're still like new to the podcast thing and you know we've been lucky to get some really cool guests but yeah. they're also like you know been a learning experience for both of us I yeah. mean and you've done radio so
1: Yeah but I don't assume good at, as at it me, but... not as like
2: polished or uh, I've heard you on the radio. Well, I tell you what, dude. Thanks for, you know. Yeah, dude. This is always a good time. It's been fun. So I'd say, you know, here's to 100 more, right? Fuck And then yeah. we'll finally catch up to, we'll have as many, another 100, and we'll have as, as many episodes as Motorhead has albums. Yeah. There know. we go. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I feel like a babbling idiot, so I'm just going to tell everybody thanks for listening to my shit for
1: a hundred episodes yeah thank you thank you brent thank you everybody peace